Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano, and thanks for tuning in to the Harpen on Rugby podcast. HarpenOnRugby.net is an unofficial fan site for Leinster Ireland Rugby, with write-ups every Monday after matches and regular coverage of the latest news and opinion via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course this pod. If you haven't already, please subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts as well as a host of other platforms. With the return of Leinster Rugby within reach, I've finally plucked up the courage to defy superstition and start harping on them once more. Already this week, I wrote a post on the blog looking at our sequence of matches over the coming months, and for this latest pod, I've invited a longtime Leinster fan and Harpen contributor Connor Cronin to pick his best match day squad to put us in with a shout for more silverware. I had some technical issues about two-thirds of the way through the interview. Apologies in advance for my voice getting a bit wobbly at one stage. So without any further ado, here's our latest back-and-forward chat. Now it's time for our back and forward chat and joining me this week to talk about Leinster's selection headaches post lockdown is longtime contributor Connor Cronin who's making his seventh appearance on the pod. Welcome back Connor. Thanks a million for having me. Good to be back. Uh, indeed. Good to be How's... talking about rugby again, you know. I know, that's the thing like, you know, it's uh it's it's been a, it's been a long time coming and we were uh it was all it was pretty much superstition that that kept me from from doing it talk you know from talking about it up to now I was trying to find anything else rugby related to use for content before now because I didn't want to kind of take it for granted I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure a lot of fans were the same yeah and, and there's only so much super rugby could really do for us without it's, actual northern hemisphere Leinster rugby coming it, exactly. in exactly I mean super rugby I mean it has its place and it's been enjoyable at all but I mean it's bloody eight o'clock in the morning man you know it's yeah like, that's, and that's the easy match that's to watch the, easy the four match. o'clock yeah, in the morning yeah. oh god yeah I didn't think it through I committed myself to watching the blues and then they had three their last three games were all at four o'clock on a Sunday morning you know it's not going Talk about suffering for your art. That's supposed to be my lie-in morning, you know. So I, I kind of had to yeah. sacrifice it. But sure, these these are the things we do, you know. But uh, how's everything it's with not, yourself? It's otherwise, quite, it's all okay, you know. It's uh, COVID days and being careful with people and no more shaking hands. And we were, uh, you know, meant to be hanging out for uh, for a barbecue with some friends last weekend, and they, uh, you know, and then you get the phone call that says, "Sorry, lads, it's not happening because we're still not quite at the stage of having enough people over, and we don't want to exclude anybody." But you know, we're all getting there, and yeah, so, slowly. The, the, the reason the reason we're getting rugby back is, you know, is a huge credit, particularly to frontline workers, to the people who kept the country running, and the people who are still being careful with their their social distancing and their etiquette and everything else, and making sure that things like this can happen for us all again definitely oh no that's it's it we owe them a big debt of gratitude for 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 the rugby and everything else um yeah. well your your last couple of appearances uh with us were part of um, our fill in the fill in the gap uh between the covid we did a couple of these retro rugby pods uh you and i looked at um, the grand slam clincher in cardiff 2009 and then the english england france match that won us the title in 2015 but before yeah. that, we had you on to pre- actually preview Leinster's last game of rugby. That was um, that was a an interesting day. It was uh, the remember you had a training session in um, Donnybrook yeah. <laughs> um, because the the Italy match had been cancelled. But we were like, ah, sure, just the one match has been cancelled, and uh, so after that, it'll be yeah, grand. It, it's only because it's the Italians. Yes, exactly. It's just yeah, the Italians. Yeah, 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 Everyone yeah. else will be fine. Exactly. And uh, so there's a match of the RDS that night. We were comfortable enough win over Glasgow. And uh, but she says, how long ago does that feel now? Like I mean, that's that that was uh, that was the beginning of March. That that was the beginning of everybody talking about Ryan Baird. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But and you forget how far ago. I mean, that's I say it's it's pushing six months ago, mm, mm, mm. and that's yeah, a long that's time 
to that be without rugby and it's a long, long time, time for yeah, yeah. I said this to somebody else last week that when you look at um, the sabbaticals that Dan Carter and Richie McCaw took and the effect that had on their ability to play and I'm really hoping that that's going to just add to the longevity of a few players in the Leinster squad as well it's a good point that yeah. give them an extra year yep definitely and so especially in key positions like the back row where um the longevity is definitely uh, getting shorter um as 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 the game gets more intense and the defenses get stronger and the tackles tackling requirements go up um in in, in such quantities you know no definitely it's um it, it could actually could actually be seen as a plus in in a way for some players and um, then again we'll see what kind of how attritional this new um, this new season is going to be with, um, I mean, it's essentially one season. It's sort of, sort of the end of one and, and then an entire season again tacked on the end of it as if the European season wasn't long enough as it was uh, with, oh, uh, with, to, with a Lions the tour on the end of it. Tour yeah. Kicks in. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be enormous as know, a season. I know. But I mean, they're managing, you know, they, they do manage their hours. They do keep an eye on it. I mean, we, we heard of these uh, Joe Schmidt minutes, um, system, which was very rigid and was very, um, and I, I think, I think pretty much all coaches kind of adopt that, but they don't just, they don't publish it. You know, they don't say, oh, if, uh, you know, well, this guy's only got 55 minutes left. Um, you know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna announce those, those numbers mm. behind the scenes. So I think they are managing everyone's numbers. We, we just, we just don't see how that's happening. So hopefully, anyway, because ho- hopefully they that that they're not going to be overworked and overplayed. And but um, I, I, you just kind of hope that they're t- taking that kind of care, you know. Um, anyway, listen, what we want to do today is, uh, you know, we just want to sort of ease ourselves back into all this analysis b- business. You know, we've got um, got a match against Munster coming up on the twenty second, and then Ulster. Now, for for Leinster, luckily because of the the record we had. Those two games are almost, uh, you know, they, they could be seen like sort of preseason matches, in that that whatever whatever happens, we're going to be, we're going to be in. The we should be finals. okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I think you probably saw the news this evening that Ian Henderson will be out, and that's a big blow to Ulster, and that can only stand in Leinster's favour going into that match. Yeah. Um, so I think we're reasonably safe. Yeah. Not not a hundred percent safe yet, but. So, uh, so, so basically, the, the, this kind of run in, and it's, it's four weeks in a row bang, 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 semi, two matches, semi final, final, and then Saracens. It's like a straight line um, to, yeah. in matches, basically, you know, increasing in importance as you, as, as you go in. So, it's almost a perfect buildup for us. Uh, so, what we want to do is um, maybe have a look at Leinster's squad. And uh, go just basically simple enough format. Go through all the positions and see what kind of what kind of the ideal kind of team um, Leinster might be putting out for. Well, for the Saracens match, which would be the you know at the end of the at the end of the sequence. But even maybe maybe a, a lesser squad for the other matches. You know, we'll, we'll look through all the positions. And thankfully, um, uh, good old uh, Murray Kinsella over at the Forty Two Dot has done did a, did a really good article for us there a, a week or so ago. He did. Um, he did depth charts for um, the four Irish provinces. And uh, so basically we're using that as our guide, full disclosure. And uh, we're just going to go through the positions and just have, have an old chat. So if you're ready, we'll, we'll, we'll get going. Absolutely. Now, starting at my, my, my position, number one, loose head prop. At the moment, we've got uh, Kean Healy, Peter Dooley, and Ed Byrne. Well, I think 
I, th- I, I think we know how that's going to go. But um, the other two, the other two have been really good at backup. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt Keane Healy will come in. It's disturbing to see the lack of depth there. Mm. That when Keane Healy, and it is a when, when he gets called up for international duty, we're left with just Peter Dooley and Ed Byrne. And should one of them take an injury, that's that's not a good. Uh, that wouldn't be a good thing. Mm. Um, I think. For me, like, without doubt, Keane Healy is the starter there. And then I think Dooley and Byrne will probably share over the start of this revision at the end of the season. They'll share the, uh, the honours, I'd say. Um, it's interesting that Dooley is younger than Byrne and has more caps. Yeah. So I think based only on that, he'll probably get more of the minutes. So in this kind of in this ideal kind of um, ideal kind of match day squad, you might be giving him the seventeen jersey. I'd be leaning towards Dooley, yeah. yeah. And sure, he's one of those players who he scrummages well. He's not he, he's not going to turn over uh, any penalties. Um, you know, he's he's not going to be shoving a tight head around the place. But he'll keep things solid and he'll keep things square and he'll. Um, He'll allow the scrum to do its job. Definitely, and he's a good carrier as well. He does. He he. I mean, I've always I've always seen him put in a good outing when he when he gets his minutes for, for Leinster. You know, he's um, he's he he slots right into the squad. I mean, you could say this for dozens of players um, outside the, mm. the, the, the top 20 or so, but um, they, you know, when they're, when they're, when they're on the pitch, they, they, they do their job and they, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not just, they're not just there to make up the numbers. They, they, they get the work in, get the tackles in, no, they, they, they the know what they have in. to do. Exactly. They, they're clued into their role. So, which is a sign of, sign of good coaching. So uh, yeah, no. Yeah. And, and, you know, Ed Byrne, Ed Byrne as well. He's he's done a great job as well. And uh, oh yeah, well, there's no there's no disrespect to pick yeah. Dooley ahead of him. I think it's just that extra bit of experience. And I think um, I, I could be wrong, but I think it's Dooley who has a single Champions Cup start where Byrne doesn't. Mm. Um, now it could be the other way round, and uh, but I still think that you know he's he's not a marquee player. He's one of those workhorses. He, he's a player's player. Yeah. He's one the lads like to have around because he just keeps doing his job and keeps putting the work in. But no, he is a, he is that good kind of player. And just to say the backup, this this piece by um, Murray Kinsa, he includes the academy players. So I suppose you'd have a fourth player, Michael Milne, um, would be yeah. the uh, would be the fourth backup there. So um, I mean, you know, they, he got they, eight uh, yeah. eight appearances so far. Yeah. They'd be looking to get him. Um, get him a bit of game time. So he'd round off that, uh, that, that foursome there. So not doing too badly. Right. Yeah. So that's, um, that's church at number one. Um, now into, this is an interesting one. Now we go into the hooker position. Um, you've got, of course, uh, Sean Cronin, James Tracy, Ronan Kelleher, and uh, Dan Sheehan. So uh, let's, let's, let's see what we make of that little, that, that little set. I think purely on form this season, I would be choosing Ronan Kelleher. Mm-hmm. Future Ireland starting Ronan Kelleher. And if he keeps up the progression, you know, he's 22. He's got two hat-tricks already this season for Leinster. Um, he's one of the top try scorers in the league this season. He's an all-rounder. He can run, he can throw, he can hook. He's what you want. He's what I think... Um, like even looking forward from an Ireland perspective, 
you know, when everyone's saying, oh, well, with Rory Best retiring, who's going to come in next? And I can't see past him mm. at all. He is a proper, he's a proper baller. Yeah, I mean, he had the... He uh, knows what to do. And again, like, like we were saying about around the pitch, he does his work and he does his work well. And he's got some exceptional moments. And it's, it's really tough on Sean Cronin, who I'd say the 2020-2021 season may be his last. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been a great servant. And he'll come off the bench, and he'll come off the bench angry that he was on the bench in the first place. And he'll do a job for your last 30 or 35 minutes. Uh, but I think Kelleher is the better player. Absolutely. No, he literally, I mean, it was talk about a meteoric rise. I mean, at the start of um, the, the season, uh, the, you know, the, the, the unfinished season, as it were, um, he was playing in the Celtic Cup and uh, tearing, yeah. up, tearing up trees there uh, from the A-team. And, you know, you just expected, you know, any other year, you'd, you'd say, well, oh, he definitely has a future, this, that, and the other. But he was, he was playing for Ireland before he knew what was going on. And yeah. uh, starting for Leinster, like you say, getting hat tricks, getting on the end of tries, really good on the end of line um, out malls, and yeah, yeah, um, really good steady presence at the back, good good direction for the fellas in front of him. Yeah, um, like really pushing fellas the right way and steering because he he's he's good at just keeping the head up just a tiny bit to see where's the defence coming in from, what way are they driving. Um, I think he's really just a great all-round player. Definitely. And, uh, I mean, now I haven't seen Sheehan. I've, I, I've seen him come off the bench a couple of times in the Celtic Cup, but not really enough to, um, for me to make a determination out of him. But, um, you know, they, they have him up there. and, uh, and, uh, and He's a big boy. Yeah, he is, yeah. And big they, lad. They've, uh, they've James Tracy as well, who, who's another who I thought was a bit of an unsung not a hero so much, but he's always did well when he came on, um, even in this last season. So he looks like he doesn't, he doesn't want to be sort of left behind either. I mean, he's a few Irish caps under his belt and, uh, he, you know, he's, he's going to, he's going to make, you know, he's going to let you know he's there when he gets the chance. I think again, when, uh, when Ireland call-ups come and I don't think he'll be fortunate enough to get one, but he will, as you say, he'll put his hand up and remind everybody, you know, yeah, he's great and all, but I'm still here. Yeah, and which is which is great for the squad. Oh, it's brilliant! Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, okay, so so you're so you're saying number two for Ronan Kelleher and sixteen for Cronin, yeah? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay, yeah. Um, now into tight head prop and uh, listed uh, in order of age and caps here, which is interesting. Um, so we got so we got Michael Bentz, Tyke Furlong, Andrew Porter, and Vak Abdeladze. I think it's. A real testament to Michael Bent that he has 135 caps for Leinster. Yeah. And he has been, I mean, everybody questioned his arrival and people are like, oh, look at this. He's flying in and straight into an Ireland jersey and complaints and moans and whatever else about that. And I think he took a lot of abuse. He's been a solid, solid servant for that jersey for the last, geez, what is it now? Nine years? Yeah. Ten years? He's been so solid. Uh, he has his moments on a pitch. Um, he doesn't make my top three here, but gets honourable mention. Yeah. And I think if if you were in a position where Dooley or Byrne got injured and suddenly you've got to have Andrew Porter as your substitute loose head, then 
you could do a lot worse than having Michael Bent there. But um, for me, without question, if, if you're putting out your strongest team, it's Tyg Furlong at three and Andrew Porter at 18. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah, and you're right about, you're right, you're right about Bent. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sh- sure he's had offers over that over those years uh to 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 go play like you know he could have played in england he could have played uh there would have been there would yeah. have been some of the premiership clubs would have had him no problem um you know i'd say there's a couple of the irish clubs might have exactly. asked for him as well exactly he's a quality player but he stuck it out and that's a testament to leinster as well the the the, the desire to to stay in the squad at Leinster with, with the success they've been having and known, known you can definitely do a job there, even if you're considered yeah. the third string or less. And, um, and uh, as uh, just to, just an honorable mention for Abdelazze as well, he's impressed a few times coming on um, in, the, yeah. in the senior level. He, he was so. unfortunate with an injury last year. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I think that's been a saving grace for Leinster because a good quality player wasn't in the shop window for a little while. And yeah. he may have slipped under the radar when Salanoa and um, Jack Anger left. So I think we're uh, we're probably a little happier to have held on to him. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it's how, how many how many clubs in Europe could afford to? I mean, whatever level they're at, to lose two. If you had them in the first place, they must have been prospects, and to lose two tight head props in the space of a week. I mean that was something yeah. else, wasn't it? So, uh, so that's just, just mad, just and especially because I, I think again this the the twenty one the twenty twenty one season, I, I could see that being Michael Bent's last. Mm. At you know he'll be thirty five at that stage, um, and it, it would be a pity to see him go. And it would have been nice to have one of those lads coming up and you know getting the experience of him sharing what he knows with them. But um, you know you could. With that said, we've got Tyke Furlong sharing experience and we've Andrew Porter, who's, again, quality, uh, quality tight head. So getting better all the time. Yeah. And uh, and and the switch, the switch hitter element as well as what I call it, the, the ability to play both sides of the yeah. front row it stands to him as well. Benz can do a bit of that as well. But um, it's uh, just uh, it's that's just a great it's a great set they have there with some, you know, a youngster coming through and uh and uh, just, you know, the, the experience that the Furlong and Porter have, have as well. And, you know, between them, it's yeah. a great set. But and I think again, you're right. They're young men. Yep. They're young men. Yep. Furlong is 27 and Porter's 24. Yeah. So we've got a few years left in them, thankfully. Definitely. And we so, hope. So, you're, so you're putting Furlong at three and Porter at 18. Yes. Okie dokie. All right. So that's the front row sorted. Um, now into the second row. Now, this is interesting. Now, the first of the headaches. Exactly. <laughs> now, what I'm going to just going to just for the purpose of this, I know that James Ryan is injured, but um, yep. I wouldn't, whatever about they say about the length of time he's going to be out, he's kind of one of those freak of nature kind of guys uh, physically. I wouldn't rule out him being fit for Saracens. Um, yeah, you know, he's which makes training. this a bit of a pain. Exactly. If, if I could rule him out, yeah. it would be easier to pick three. Yes, two exactly. for the two to start and one for the bench. But to pick four from what we have available, yeah, between Devon Toner, Ross Maloney, Scott Fardy, James Ryan, Ryan Baird, and Jack Dunn. Yeah. Now That's I'll crazy without without any disrespect to a couple of those, I think. Jack Dunn is one of those who's going to grow into the role. Mm. 
And I think Ross Maloney is one of those squad players again, you know, that everyone likes having him on a team, but he's not your marquee player. He's not your necessarily your first pick. He's a great player, but not necessarily your first pick. And then you've got, let's say, Devin Toner, Scott Fardy, James Ryan and Ryan Baird. With James Ryan injured, you immediately assume Dev, Fardy and Baird on the bench. Mm -hmm. But if Ryan's back, that's going to change. Yeah. Because you would assume him to start. And I think Toner would be my choice to go with him. Okay. That himself and Toner together. And because of his experience and because of his versatility, I'd say Fardy for my bench slot. Okay. As things currently stand. Baird's got time on his side. He's only 21. And as good as he is, and the fact that, you know, the last game Leinster had and his last appearance was a hat trick. Um, and, and that's amazing. With one particular think, try, there was that steaming run up the, up the middle where he just, uh, I, I still can't. something like 65 that. minutes. Yeah. And he's breaking the line and he's stepping defenders. And you're just wondering, where, where did that come from? It's, it's, it's even, yeah, it's even that he, that, that was his first instinct, what to do. I mean, yeah. like most locks would say, okay, would, would they size up what's ahead of them and say, listen, there's, there's at least four speedy backs there that they, they might have trouble actually stopping yeah. me, but they would definitely catch me before I got which, to line. Which one will I hit? No, but yeah, but <laughs> he, he was actually able yeah. to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, that was... Uh, it, it, Phenomenal. Again, De- Dev is one of those who's into his last couple of seasons. I don't think uh, we'll be allowed to keep Scott Fardy for another season after the next one uh, it's great that we've got the contract extension for him but i don't think he'll be there past 2021 at which point ryan baird will be stepping up to take the mantle and say here i am lads and and he'll have he'll have got so much experience with fellas like toner and fardy and so many little tricks and skills that they can offer him yeah um, absolutely but i think he's just he's just a tiny bit uh I, I think they'll go with experience over promise. Yeah, for those big games, definitely. And um, okay, so you've got... I, I think Baird will Baird, Baird will probably be. I'd say, I expect Baird to be a starter against Ulster. Uh, throw him in into this big match scenario, and see how he handles himself, and give him the chance. It's a good idea. Um, yeah, yeah. But my, my four and five are uh, Toner and Ryan and 19, Fardy. Okay. And, um, yeah, and one of the things about, um, like, when you have a load of good second rows there, so what, what you can always do is have, uh, have a fourth one as a reserve back row. But that's assuming you don't have any back rows to pick from. So that, 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 that moves us on to our, our biggest headache of all. Sure, yeah. Um, it's, oh. it's a, this is ridiculous. I it's a nightmare. I'm going to read out the names. Uh, just, we're talking uh, three, well, four from this lot. Uh, Reese Ruddock, Jack Conan, Josh Vanderflyer, Dan Levy, Max Deegan, Josh Murphy, Quaylen Doris, Will Connors, and Scott Penny. I, I mean, I'm where, just, where do you begin there? No, no. I, I think mean, it's, it's crazy. It, it's fascinating to look at the ages of those, right? Mm. There are in there some recognized top quality back row players. Players who are without doubt in contention for Ireland jerseys. And the oldest of them is 29. I know. And that's, that's unbelievable. Like Reese Ruddock at 29 and 172 appearances for Leinster. 
mm. as a senior player. That's that's a huge number to rack I up. I know, it's amazing. And I, I was a little concerned, I thought, with his dad going off to the Ospreys, we might lose him this year. Um, but I, I'm delighted he's still there in the list and, and the leadership that he brings and the experience that he brings. With that said, does he make my top four on that list? I don't know that he does. I think in a fully fit setup, as things currently stand, having not seen Jack Conan for, it's a year now, um, on a pitch, um, and Dan Levy for longer than that, um, that, that coloured my opinions a little bit. Because until I see what they can do, and obviously, you know, Leo and the coaching staff, they're seeing it in training every day. So they've got inside track that I don't have. But just based on what we've seen from players in the last year, the choice I went with was Deegan at six with Van der Fleer at seven and Kalen Doris at eight. And that's, that's entirely based on form over the last year. Yep, um, I think Ma- Max Deegan, I think he's been underrated. I think because Doris is so good, people are missing how good Deegan is. Because again, he's, he's one of those players who had specialised at eight for quite a while. But I think he's made the switch to six a few times now and I've been impressed with what I've seen so I'd be happy to have him at six knowing he's going to do a great job for for us and um, and then I, I had you know that argument with myself okay well we've already got two eights on the pitch so who do you put in to uh, who, who do you put in as your sub back row and I think just the, the level of intensity he brings, I'd like to say Dan Lee, because I think he just he just brings something to a squad. Um, and it's much more visible in a way that Van der Fleer's work is quiet. It's mm-hmm. subtle. It's, I made my tackle, I've got up and I'm going looking for my next job. Whereas Levy makes a big tackle and everybody knows he makes a big tackle and and the next job might need to necessarily happen sometimes. So it's, um, but no, I, th- I think Van der Fleer as, I mean, look at what we've seen from him in the last year. He's been really, really, really good for Leinster and for Ireland. Um, and Levy will have his work cut out to shift him. Um, but then, of course, with Will Connors and Scott Penny coming up behind that, um, yeah, everyone's going to have their work cut out to shift everybody. So. Exactly, I know, I know. It's kind of, it's 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 a crazy it's a crazy choice to make. But I think you've done I think you've done well there. Um, yeah, and I, I do believe I, I agree with you on Deegan. I think he's um, he's kind of flown under the radar a bit in that um, basically when he came up, he was you know he was kind of uh, he was getting some headlines when he did come up. He, he's good at finding the try line. Um, yeah. like even even if he comes on for five minutes at the end, uh, he, he he finds finds his way onto the score sheet. But what what happened was it's that because Leinster have had so many flavors of the month, um, it's like basically every second week we have a match when someone else is getting the headlines and someone else, and it's it, 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 they're kind of uh, overlapping each other, and you almost forget the ones that are four four matches ago, but they're still there, they're still playing, mm-hmm. they're still, you're almost taking them for granted at this stage. Someone who only made his debut two weeks ago, that's, is, is considered almost a veteran by the end of the month. Yeah. And um, I, I remember talking to you after uh, Will Connors, was it away to Glasgow? 
where, you know, he's tackled a fella, he's got up, he's back in the line, he's tackled again mm. two phases later. And just that concert. And then, you know, big turnover winning tackles out of him as well. Yeah. And, and it's hard to think, like, that's, that's almost a year ago. Mm. But that doesn't disappear. That quality is, is still there waiting to be shown. And again, he's one of those with age on his side. He, he's one of the younger uh, on, on that list. Um, he's only, well, he's 24. Mm. So, I mean, that, put, that puts him older than Deegan and Doris. But, um, you know, Deegan and Doris, the, the, you know, they've got their Ireland caps under their belt now as well. So I think that's really going to stand to Leinster. That extra bit of um, that, that extra bit of weight that that carries, that that knowledge that I've been recognised as being good at what I do. Now I have to go out and prove why I got that in the first place. Absolutely. And then behind all of them, there's uh, Scott Penny, who's like the baby of the group. But uh, from everything yeah. I've seen of him, I mean, he's another guy who's just come right up to the senior level, ready to play. And you you just you see these players, and there's just there's no there's no mollycoddling them. There's you you could you could, if you if at a, if a push if 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 a rake of players God forbid but if a rake of players got injured and he had to start against Saracens you're like that's fine I'm not worried I'm not I wouldn't be that worried yeah, yeah. absolutely he'll um, step up he'll yeah. do his job oh definitely definitely so that's uh, well I'm glad we sorted through that relatively uh, r- relatively painlessly it definitely wasn't an easy choice uh-huh. you, you've gone you, for you've gone you call it painless. I've been thinking about this all day. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to keep that under the surface. I'm supposed to say that. Was, oh, yeah, I knew all along. No, so that was Deegan at six, um, Josh at seven, and uh, Doris at eight with Levy on the bench. Yeah? Yeah. Brilliant stuff. That's my, uh, okay. that's my pick. So that's the forwards all sorted, done and dusted. Now we move into yep. Scrum Half. Now, um, the, I suppose the question here for Scrum Half is – have we returned? Like we, we brought over Jemison Gibson Park, and uh, have we returned to a situation similar to we that we had when we had Owen Redden and Isaac Boss? Do do we have two? Uh, you know, then th- then we had two experienced um, you know players for the big matches and stuff, and th- th- that was a there was a great position to have. To, to choose between the two of them and them fighting each other. Now with this, we Luke McGrath came up, shows that he's a, he's a good, he can lead the team. Uh, he's 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 got Test rugby. He's battling for the for the um, for the Ireland squad as well. Then you have Gibson Park who had to come over, qualified for Ireland, um, so he'll be looking to at least get in the fringes of the Test squad as well. But he also had to learn our systems and get to know our game. And I think he struggled at first with his box kicking and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he, he has been putting in some decent performances in recent times. So are we, are we at that position where we have that good tandem now for, 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 for Leinster? I think so. And I don't think they're similar enough to each other that it, it's not like you're replacing like for like. I think each of them brings something different to their game. And, you know, whether, it, whether it's the pace of pass or the decision making, they bring something different that allows a game to be changed by whichever one of them has come on from the bench. Um, for me, the order, I think the order still stands that it's Luke McGrath first and Gibson Park second. And I think were you to do it the other way around, I don't think you'd see any detriment to that. And I think actually you might see a much more interesting last 25 minutes when, uh, when McGrath comes on. Because again, as I say, it brings something new, a different dynamic, and a different, a different 
way of controlling things and a different way of shouting at forwards or whatever else is needed. But if I'm picking my my match day 23 for the big game, it's Luke first and Jemison second. Yep, you're right. Yeah, they're, they're different kinds of players. I think Luke is the... He's more of a he's more of a um, of an out of a scrum half that complements his out half, so he plays he plays the game yeah. the way the out half, especially Sexton because he's played so much of them, um, plays the way he wants to play and does does the stuff that gets his um, his game going. Gibson Park is 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 actually unfortunately for him he's almost an ideal uh, twenty one. I think that if you're chasing yeah. a game and if you need to, if you've got a stubborn defense and you're on their try line and you must get a try uh, in the last 10 minutes, he's the kind of guy who's going to pick that lock and find that extra missed pass um, in, in a key situation that's going to get you, get you that score, which is kind of a, it's, it's a compliment, but it's also a kind of a detriment for him when it comes to getting yeah. starts, you know, but uh, he has, he, he's definitely that kind of player. Now behind them, we've had some good displays from Hugh O'Sullivan and Rowan Osborne. And they've come on. Yeah, they've what come in really, really well. Mm. Um, th- there's a lot of promise there, a lot of obvious promise. And um, Patterson, uh, he's he's in there as well. It, it's been it's been great to see these young guys making that step up when it's been asked. And mm. like, it's such uh, uh, p- people talk about the conveyor belt of Leinster rugby talent, and. You know, when we looked a couple of years ago and everyone said, oh, Nick McCarthy's going, oh, what are we going to do now? We'll just wait for the next one to come up. Mm-hmm. And and I think in all three of those guys, you know, young fellas who want to make that next step up, and I think they'll all surpass what we saw from McCarthy while he was here with us. Definitely. And like you said yourself, is that we don't see what the coaches see. Um uh, yeah. And and when it when, when you hear something like if you hear someone like Nick McCarthy oh he's going to Munster, um, you know that it's it's not just a question of he wanted to go he's being let go because I mean this is no detriment to him but the coaches know that they have enough um, they have enough talent coming up and they've seen what's what's yeah. what, what's going through the system and uh, they're, they're, they're happy with what can replace him exactly and without they, they, having to go looking anywhere. Okay, so that was scrum half. Now we move on to um, number 10. Um, pretty, I don't think we'll, we'll debate too much about who's going in at number 10 here. Um, no, but no, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think Mr. J. Sexton starts. Yes, yes. And, and then there's, I think there's debate worth having over who gets the, uh, the, the, the 22 shirt. Because I know, uh, I, I have a few people I know who are Munster fans and um, they talk about how since Joey came and she's been on a permanent sick note with them um, and one person I know said we took the wrong 10 and I said well what do you mean and she said well we could have asked for Ross Byrne or Kieran Frawley and either of them would have been a better option and I think uh, Frawley's one of those who is, again, a little underrated because he just doesn't get enough time. Now, obviously, Byrne has the international experience and he's got the big match experience. And for that reason, he probably gets the 22 shirt. But I don't think anyone should be afraid at looking at what Kieran Frawley has done because this is a guy who didn't come up the standard way. He came in from, uh, he came in from AIL playing for Scaries. And, you know, th- there were apparently coaches in Scaries 
who were keeping an eye on his birth cert. And the minute he was 18, brilliant, you're starting for the seniors this weekend. Mm. And, and he was making that step up from underage to first team rugby in, in a big club like Scaries. And they've, uh, they've, they've a good club. Um, and he's, he's a quality player. And should something happen to either of the players ahead of him, I would not be concerned with him stepping in to fill that gap. I think he's a really, really good player. Um, but as I say, Sexton gets 10. Ross Byrne gets 22. Yeah, you don't want to, yeah, you definitely don't want to rule out those um, Frawley or even Harry Byrne. Um, b- I think Harry's got them. more potential than Ross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a different kind of a player mm. and controls the game differently. But I think I, I see things in what he does that I like a little bit more than what Ross does. And I think he will... I think he'll surpass his brother. Yeah, he, he very very well could, and that's and that's actually saying a lot because Ross has actually done has done really well. Like you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's it's a testament to the to the pair of them. And like you say, Frawley, uh, he's been unlucky with injuries. I suppose uh, when when the when the chances are there for him to get a, a run of games, he's just he's just picked mm-hmm. up picked up knocks here and there that that have ruled him out. And then when he comes back, um, it's 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 Champions Cup time and stuff like that. You know, so it's uh, it's. W- w- We'll, we'll see he, he has the advantage, though, as well, that he is a bit versatile because I've mm. seen him play at full back and at centre yes. over the course of, of of the matches I've seen him in um, and matches where he's, you know, he, he's wearing the 22 shirt, but when he comes on, it's to go into centre or it's to go into uh, the full back position. So, again, his versatility may stand to him in a way that an out and out 10. Uh, might get that opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's um, Sexton 10 and Ross Byrne uh, 22. Now we go into the centre, and um, we've got Ringrose, O'Loughlin, Henshaw, and three O'Briens, Connor, Jimmy, and Tommy. So how do we pick them out? Yeah, and lots of lots of potential there in those uh, those O'Brien boys. Definitely, um, definitely. There's some really good play been seen from them over the course of this season. But again, you know, if we're talking, there's no injuries and everybody's healthy and happy. You can't look past Henshaw and Ringrose yeah. as your starting pair. Absolutely. They work really well together. They don't yet have the cohesion we might have seen from Darcy and O'Driscoll back in the day, but they're really building towards it. Yeah. And it's going to be, they're going to be a centre pairing in the next year or two that really will rival that uh, that that that's traditional standard pair. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, they, they were always kind of like they were destined, I suppose, to be uh, to be together in the in the in the center um, for Leinster, if not Ireland as well. And um, I think they kind of they kind of picked themselves uh, in their key slot. And uh, yeah, and obviously with a view to both of them playing eighty minutes every match. Uh, I mean that's yes. that, that's it's something we don't often say about uh, we talk about bench bench strength and all this kind of stuff, but it, there's a lot of positions there that um, you have to play. You, you're there. You've been you're picked to play minutes. eighty minutes. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, we need them. We need their tackling as much in the eightieth as we do in the first. Yeah. So there's only eight fellas are going to get a break, and yeah. they're not two of them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So okay, that's great. They kind of picked themselves, and uh, now uh, yeah, like you say, those the, the other four. I mean, Rory O'Loughlin's always done well um, when called on, and he's a, again a great squad player, a great fellow who 
who steps up when it's asked of him and mm. there's no questions. He slots in, he does his work and he does his work well. Yeah. Um, I, I really like him as a player and I think, you know, when fellas are getting rested, I want to see him playing more. Yeah, he's one of those. He's a bit like sort of Max Deegan in that when you see him playing and uh, you can tell by his just his body language, his reactions after things happen or more when things don't come off. They're really they're really pissed off. Things don't happen because that, that was my chance and I knew I should have. They, you know, they, they, they really pushed themselves. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's those little those little things that, that give you the edge. And um, the O'Briens, Connor and Jimmy, the centers, Connor's very strong, very strong runner. Again, he's had trouble with injuries and stuff. Jimmy O'Brien can slot in at fullback. He's done very well in the center as well. And uh, Tommy O'Brien, I think he's – and I think – the key with him that shows that the talent he has, and I'm not just saying this because I went to school with his dad, <laughs> just full disclosure, <laughs> because I know, I know, but he he went straight into the team, has made his first appearance at 13, at outside center. Now, the, 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 the standard practice, even Gary Ringrose started on the wing. Brian O'Driscoll yeah. started on the wing. They said, well, stick him out in the wing, give him a few caps, and then we'll move him in because it's a response yeah, position. Let, let him get used to the crowd and whatever. They stuck and Tommy. They, yeah, they put him straight in thirteen, and he was making tackles left, right, and center. I can tell you down the RDS, and um, he's and he's I another one who's going to take his, his chances. His promise with the experience of someone like O'Loughlin inside him, and that's that's really going to stand up well as as a good pairing. Definitely. On the, you know during international windows, particularly. Absolutely. Okay, so that's the center sorted. Now all we're left now, all we're left now is uh, the back three. Now we've got these two young bucks, uh, Rob Carney and Fergus McFadden, uh, on this list uh, for a few weeks. I hear there's great promise in them. Yes, yes, uh, they'll be they'll be good additions to the squad over the over the next few weeks. And on top of that, you got Dave Carney, Adam Byrne, uh, Jordan Larmer, James Lowe, Kean Keller. Hugo Keenan, it's almost it's almost like the back row um, situation. Like you pick pick yeah. pick four pick four out of that for me. Okay, um, some people may think a couple of these choices a little controversial, and again, we're assuming no injuries yeah. and everybody's okay. Yeah, go for uh, it, man. James Lowe, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. That boy is special. Yeah, the way he finishes, the strength, the presence, the the ability to just know I'm going to do this and it's going to work for me. And it does. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a cheeky pass or powering through a defender or, oh, there's the line. I can wriggle in there. He's just great. And he does it all with a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. I would hate to play against him for just that reason. Because even if it goes wrong, he's got that big smile. And you're looking going, what are you smiling about, you little? Yeah. <laughs> you'd yeah. want to deck him. Yeah. You'd want to deck him. Um, he would be my choice at 11. Um, I'll go for 15 next because this is where I think some people would question my choice. I think, again, on the assumption that he's in form and we're hoping so, and that's the reason he's got an extension, I think Rob Carney and the solid mind he brings to the game. His ability to cover that entire backfield when thing, you know, when, when you've got some 10 booting the ball back at you, his ability to cover that space and to have a good idea of where it will end up and and to be in the right place defensively if, if you're having to cover should somebody's tackle be broken. Um, th- that big match experience, that's why I'd have him there. Okay. Um, and that means then that Jordan Larmer 
would be my choice on the other wing. That's good, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, when you've got somebody like, and my choice for, for the bench slot is Dave Kearney, who's in, was, I mean, we're hoping it's carrying through, was in cracking form. Yeah. You know, people forget, because everybody talks about Ryan Baird's hat-trick against Glasgow, and people forget that Kearney scored one as well. He did. And, and, and normally, you know, you're, you're a winger and you've just scored a hat-trick and you're thinking, this would be brilliant, I've scored a hat-trick, I've got to get man of the match. Except for that fella. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his, again, it, it's his experience, his defence. Yeah, his, his overall work quality. rate, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of flexibility then that should you need to, um, it, if, if it's Rob who you take off, Larmer steps back and Carney goes out in the wing. Um, if, if you've got to take off low, you've got the cover with Dave there as well. I think Dave brings a lot to a game. I remember watching um, and watching back Leinster against uh, Montpellier. And Dave was defending the man in Dolo. And you look at this enormous man barreling down at you and there's no fear. My job is to put him down. I put him down. Mm. And Nadola was quiet all day. Yeah. He he got nothing for good defence. And I think Dave has really stepped up his his defensive game. And and we see from that Glasgow match, he's not afraid to go out and score a try as well. Yeah. No, that's definitely... um, I mean, again, it's hard to leave anyone out, like, but uh, no, definitely uh, he deserves recognition... Um, for just just for his overall form, I mean, again, it's another yeah. thing that could easily go unnoticed if it wasn't for the likes of likes of us, like banging on about it every week, you know. Um, yeah. so the, I think a, a bit like I said with um, Ryan Baird, I think Fergus McFadden will be the one to get the start, uh, probably against Ulster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he's been another one of those brilliant servants to Leinster who will deserve that opportunity. Um, and I'm, I'm really hoping if Leinster get the last kick of the game for the posts, that it's given to Fergus in that game. Um, we get to see that goose step one more time yeah. as he walks towards the ball. Yeah, He's won a few matches for Leinster over the years with with his place kicking. He's uh, we, yeah. we, We've had to rely on him a few times, you know, So, but it'd be good, to, good if he could get that kind of a send-off. And, um, yeah. and uh, oh, definitely, him and Rob. Deserving. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well that's brilliant. I think um, I think we think we've covered everything there. Um, we've we've got we've got ourselves at twenty three, and of course you know it's a, it's a debate that could go on into the night. But isn't it great to be having these debates again exactly. and uh, being able to, to have them known? Yeah, knowing, knowing that there's rugby rugby on the horizon. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Now we'll we, we'll we'll all go ahead. It doesn't look like there's going to be any hope of being any spectators um, at them for the first uh, for the first while, unfortunately. But sure, we'll we'll get to watch one them. One would have hoped that. What is it? Two hundred people, um, including staff. So one might have hoped you might have got fifty fans in. Yeah. Based on that, but how do you pick your fifty? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm. Uh, I mean, I, I originally I thought I might might still get my media pass, but I'm not uh, not holding out too much hope for that either. So uh, I think we'll all be watching it watch, watching it on the telly. Um, but uh, sure, I mean, sure, we'll take that, won't we? Um, to just exactly, to, get, to get back exactly. watching the rugby again, and hopefully, eventually down the line, we'll, we'll we'll be able to go back and see it in person. 
Right. But next week's debate can be whether or not they pipe sound in from fans or uh, or not. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, like I mean, they have done in the football. Exactly. And when it's a monster taking the cake, you got a lot of people going. Shh in the background and things like that you know yeah. it's uh that, that anyway listen Connor, that was brilliant that was a great chat um it's great to be able to do that and um like i say hopefully hopefully um it'll all go well and the, the games will go ahead and uh, we'll be talking about the semi-finals and finals uh in in a couple of weeks so um so fingers crossed. yeah fingers crossed so thanks for that i'm gonna leave it there and uh, we hope to have it on again soon super thanks Emil. Thanks for sticking with us right to the end, and apologies once more for the shaky audio. Just to round up my chat with Connor, here's his match day 23 in full. 15, Rob Carney. 14, Larmer. 13, Ringrose. 12, Henshaw. 11, Lowe. 10, Sexton. 9, McGrath. 1, Healy. 2, Kelleher. 3, Furlong. 4, Toner. 5, Ryan. 6, Deegan. 7, Vanderfleer. 8, Doris. 16 Cronin, 17 Dooley, 18 Porter, 19 Fardy, 20 Levy, 21 Gibson Park, 22 Ross Byrne, 23 Dave Carney. Maybe you'd see that lineup differently, but one thing on which I'm sure you'll agree, it's awesome to be having these debates once more. Later in the week on the site, our weekly list of upcoming rugby on Irish TV will be published on Thursday. And over the weekend, we'll feature our last match in Super Rugby Aotearoa when I first preview, then write up the Blues against the Crusaders. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slán. <laughs>